Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Full Circle Radio. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. And speaking of taking you back, I'm going to go back and have another visit with one of the pioneers of Jesus music, Randy Stonehill. Now, you may recall that I first had a chat with Randy back on episode 130. He had just recently come to do a show near my hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, old Uncle Rand, still hitting the road and recording new material from time to time, and he was in town to do both that weekend. And I remember after the show, I thought, I have enough interview material for two shows, but I only produced one, so... After too many years in the vaults, I open them up again for your listening pleasure. And I'll start off this show with a song from Randy's very first independent album recorded in 1970. It cost him only $800. Thankfully, Randy had some financial help from none other than Pat Boone, who would later go on to form Lamb and Lion Records. But this was Pat's first foray into the contemporary Christian music world. From the album, Born Twice, Randy Stonehill, and I Love You.
special guest, Randy Stonehill, on this episode of Full Circle, a song that's normally associated with his protege, Larry Norman. So I asked Randy to tell us about this song, and here's what he had to say. Full Circle. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, I wrote it, and uh, and Larry uh, produced it, and then he actually uh, resonated with it enough that he added another verse and did sort of a slower, more countryfied version of it. Um, but I actually wrote it careening down the Hollywood freeway on my way to one of my first recording sessions for Born Twice back in um, probably the summer of 70. And um, I just was thinking about this Jesus who had come crashing into my life and changed my world forever. And just the joy of recognizing the reality of God's love just brought this song idea percolating up out of my, out of my heart and mind. I walked into the recording studio and I said, Hey, Lair. He was talking to the engineer getting ready for that night's session. And I said, hey, I got this idea coming down the freeway. What do you think of this? And his eyes sort of got wide, and he said, wait, wait a minute, you're, you're making that up right now? And I said, uh, well, yeah. He said, okay, okay, keep making that up. I'm going to get the band, and we're going to record this tonight. And that's really how the song came together. And then Billy Graham and his film division, Worldwide Pictures, ended up picking it up for... Dr. Graham's first youth film called A Time to Run. We also discussed Randy's background and musical roots, and so he shared with me that particular period of his life. The earliest ones were uh, folk music, and, uh, I, and I fell in love with that organic kind of sound and a good story, a story worth telling that's told well. And so I was listening to the Limelighters and the Kingston Trio and, you know, um, some of those early groups of the folk movement. And then I fell in love with rock and roll. I loved the, I loved the energy and the excitement of it. I'd listen to my little transistor radio hanging on the handlebars of my bike, you know. Uh, and then when the Beatles hit in 64 and they just redefined everything. It was so powerful, it felt like falling in love. I just thought, oh, here you go. This is not just pop music, and it's not just, or it's not, you know, Motown was very big, the Beach Boys were very big, but this was like, it was rock and roll, but you could hear the folk roots and the pop roots in it, and you could hear the joy and the, you know, and the harmonies, and I just went, oh, this is, this, I gotta, I gotta do that. I've just gotta do that. So, you know, I, I got into garage bands uh, in San Jose. I started a few of my own. And I, and I started listening uh, to, right along with, with good craftsmen like the Beatles, I was listening to writers and storytellers like, uh, you know, Paul Simon or James Taylor or uh, Joni Mitchell. And I thought, here you go. This is this, is this real, powerful, inventive art. So I, I determined at that point to try my best to be a, you know, a real poet and a real storyteller. And that's been the directive that's kind of propelled me uh, and find ways of telling stories that frame the wonder of God's love and reality. Both my folks uh, were musical, though not professionally so, but I think it's, the, it, it's kind of the, the way the genes and the chromosomes shake down, you know. I just have loved music for as long as I can remember. 
you know, grew up listening to Harry Belafonte going, Deo, Deo, daylight to come on me one, go home. And I went, wow, that's great. So I, I started begging my dad for a, a guitar. I started asking him when I was six. And I finally wore him down. And when I was 10 years old, after four years of pleading, uh, he got me a, a funky little guitar. And, um, you know, I just took to it. And I started writing really bad love songs when I was 13 after, after Dee Dee Clark, the prettiest girl in junior high, broke my heart. I thank you now for that, Dee Dee. God used you as motivation in my life. And yeah, and so I, and I just realized even back then that, that this was something I, I, I felt at home and, and uh, this is the way I spoke to the world and I loved it. And so I, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. I remember having a conversation with my father who wanted me to go to college. And I said, Dad, I, I can't, I, I just got to go play music. He said, son, it's a, it's a cutthroat business and, you know, it's, it's not easy, you know. I said, I know, but if, if I don't do it, I'm never going to be happy. I'm going to do it whether I do it in front of the Safeway grocery store with, with a hat out or at Carnegie Hall, but this is what I'm going to do. And I remember talking to him and hearing my own voice and realizing, whoa, I just heard my own heart, and this indeed is what I'm going to do. And I remember my dad kind of, he sort of shook his head and kind of smiled sadly because he, he was proud of me for having passion and vision, but he was also afraid for me, going, no, son, it's going to break your heart, you know. And by God's grace, he was wrong. Well, think about it. I, I think we're truly blessed that Randy's father was wrong and that he has brought us so many great songs over the years that cover a variety of styles, compelling stories, and spiritual insights to our ears. Randy Stonehill, also right in the forefront of the Jesus movement happening in Southern California in the early 70s. And here are some of Randy's memories regarding those times. Oh, yeah, I have lots of special memories. I have to say there, there was a, a guilelessness about that time and, and an exhilaration because we just knew that God was up to something. And music was the voice that had spoken to us in the 60s, you know, made me dream about playing rock and roll and seeing the world. And, and now we realize that it was that God had implemented it and, you know, created it as a gift, but also was going to use it for... Uh, a vehicle to speak hope, you know, the the eternal hope of, of his eternal love, and um, f- because of his grace, we got to be a part of that. So it was it was just a wild and fresh time, and and, and nobody really knew uh, where it was heading or how long it would last. We just knew that we had to be, we just had to be obedient with the tools we were given. So uh, yeah, and it was very interesting. I mean, we'd just do concerts anywhere and everywhere, from you know college campuses. You know, lunchtime at the Quad and San Diego State, you know, to, um, you know, street corner events, to just just uh, all kinds of things. And it was interesting, too, to see that, that some of the, I think some of the more uh, open-minded, open-hearted believers in the established church understood that there was something by a fresh wind of God's Spirit, something really good happening. Others just looked at us and just said, what are you doing with the gospel? With you, you guys with your long hair and your, you know, your loud guitars and what, you know, how dare you, you know, cheapen the, the, uh, the precious gospel with this jungle music. 
you know, that taught me pretty quickly to be a believer in that context and to try to be a, a, a servant and try to answer those people in love. Because if you do that, then you're not giving them anything to punch up against. So they can go, see, these guys, they know, they know they're, they're turkeys. They know they're hot dogs because they got defensive. So we try not to be defensive. We just go, hey. You know, God has something for everyone. He speaks to everyone differently, and this is the this is our language. This is our musical style. If you don't like it, um, that's okay. You know, just just uh, it's not fair for you to think it has no value. But that's not even a battle I want to fight. I'm just going to do what I'm called to do. So anyway, there it, it was. There were really wild days, and and uh, it, it you could see a polarization of groups. You could see the press leaning in, going because the press is just looking for news. And so, you know, the press was, was looking at us saying, okay, there's a ruckus going on. There's something new going on here. Yeah, we don't really understand it, but we're just going to report it, you know. Here's a culture that's disillusioned from the 60s and the fact that there was no power behind those dreams. Uh, and they're looking for real hope, and now this, they're dusting off the uh, what seems to be the ancient arcane gospel, and they're they're finding real hope and real life, and so that, so all of a sudden we were news, you know. That was an that was uh, an interesting thing just to to behold. But um, yeah, like I said, the, the the really sweet kind of thing about it was there was no infrastructure, there was no pretense, trying to share the love we had found with the tools we've been given. And we would do that anywhere and everywhere. Keep me running From the shadow of my lies Like a gypsy Who is never satisfied Once you compromise your soul You spend the lifetime dodging the devil's toll Keep me running Keep me covering up my tracks Keep me running So I'm always looking back Always restless in my dreams And troubles never too far behind it
1976, Welcome to Paradise, on Larry Norman's Solid Rock Records. Well, I had to ask him just a little bit more about that one. Yeah, I was sitting in my apartment on Otsego Street in North Hollywood, and I was thinking about the Eagles, one of the, one of the last of the great bands of, of, from back in the day. And I thought, man, I love that kind of edgy thing they do, and... That synthesis between, you know, rock and folk and what would they, what kind of song would they write if they were Christians? And I wrote that song. Hi, this is Randy Stonehill and you're listening to the very best of classic Christian music with Jerry Bryant. Say, how long have you been listening to Full Circle Jesus music? Maybe it is your first time or maybe you've been listening for years. Whatever the case, I'd love to hear some feedback from you personally as I prepare for another all-request show. Why don't you write me this week at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com and let me know what you want to hear. Be sure and tell me where and when you listen to the show. You know, some are just now discovering they can listen anytime through various apps or at iTunes downloads or streaming, you can go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Get more ideas of where to listen. Now, others reach out to me through the Full Circle Jesus Music Facebook page. Go there and like the page. Well, and finally, if you'd like to give financial support to this listener-supported radio show, you can send a tax-deductible gift via text at 629-206-1085. That's 629-206-1085. It's a secure number. If you go there, it'll tell you exactly what to do, and you can call right now to 
1085. Make a donation. If you have any problems, just go to the donate button at the Full Circle Jesus Music website. And thanks. This is Jerry Bryant. And if you just joined me, you're listening to Full Circle, the classic Jesus Music radio show, where my special guest on this episode is veteran Jesus musician and songwriter Randy Stonehill. Now, Randy just happened to have a hand in writing one of the most iconic songs of the Jesus movement era, one of my own personal favorites, a top 10 favorite of Jesus music songs of all time. The song is called Until Your Love Broke Through. Here's Randy to tell us just how that song came to be. I, I definitely see God's fingerprints all over that. Keith and I had become friends back in the early 70s. As a matter of fact, I dared him to go to a Bible study because I knew he'd take a dare. And he and then to my delight and amazement, I found that he'd become a Christian there. He ended up living about a half mile from me. And the guy was so intense, he was like a force of nature. So even sometimes a half mile felt too close. Keith was just like, there's no leash quite short enough for this individual. You gotta love him, and there's no one like him, you know. But first of all, he, he was so passionate about Jesus, I don't think I've ever met anyone who seemed more relieved to find out where hope lived than Keith Green. Um, he was far from perfect, a young man and a young believer, but man, he just, he knew that he knew that he knew. And that same thing applied with his, his music and a lot of his kind of spiritual radar, you know. Uh, and he called me up one busy afternoon in 1976. And here's a, here's a classic snapshot of Keith for you. I picked up the phone. He didn't even bother to say hi or tell me who it was. He just went, Randy, Randy, okay, you got to come over right now. Okay, be, be, because I, I'm working on this music, but God told me. So how are you going to argue with that? God told me, you know. God said, you're the guy that's going to write the lyrics, and he's going to do mighty things with it, and it's going to go all around the world. And like at this point, he's shouting on the phone. I'm holding the phone away from my ear, you know. And I'm thinking, man, this guy really needs to switch to decaf, I'm telling you. Um, so I said, okay, Keith, Keith, just stop shouting. I, I will come. I'll just drop. So you just want me to drop everything I'm doing and come to Keith's world. And like when he was focused in on a vision, the nuances were lost on him. He didn't even get, he didn't even get my sarcasm. He just kind of went, yeah, come over right now. And so I was, as I was hanging up the phone, I heard him shouting. And I put the phone back up to my ear and I said, Keith, I can't come to your house if I'm talking to you on the phone. I'm not omnipresent like that. He goes, no, 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 no. I want you to hear the music right now so you can start thinking about lyrical ideas. I said, Keith. I live a half mile from you for crying out loud, let me just get in the car. He goes, no, 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 just, just smash the phone up real close to your ear. And I said, oh, man. You know, and like I said, he was so aggravating, but he was so endearing at the same time. You just had to, you, you had to love him and you couldn't say no to him, you know. So I said, okay, okay. Just. So he, he took his end of the phone and he put it up on top of his old upright piano. He started playing this music. And then in a minute, I heard him back on the line. And he said, praise God, I mean, isn't that beautiful? And it was like he wasn't bragging. He just knew that there was something really special going on. I said, man, Keith, that really is lovely. He said, okay, okay, so come over right now. You know, and he clank, he hang up the, hung up the phone. I'm just going, man, just, all right, I'll take a deep cleansing breath and go to the Keith zone. Um, and so I, I pulled up to his house, 
you could hear the music. This is so funny because he's like wailing and flailing at the back of, I mean, in, in his music room, which is at the back of the house, right? Um, but he's, he was like so into it that the music was wafting all the way out onto the front lawn. So I could even hear it when I pulled up into the driveway. I'm thinking, oh man, it's going to be an intense afternoon, you know? So I, I got out of the car, I went up to the door, and there's Melody, and she, she opened the screen door, and she kind of, she had this sort of sweet, bemused look on her face, you know, because she knew what I was, what I was up for. She knew what I was about to enter into the hot, the eye of the hurricane, you know. You know, she looked and she pointed down the hall and she said, "He's waiting." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I know. I hear him." I felt like saying, "Okay, look, tie a rope around my waist. Now, if it goes slack, you call the police, because heaven knows what's going to happen." Anyway, so said, okay, here I go. Give me something hard to bite down on. Give me a helmet. I'm going in. And um, went into the music room, and Keith spun around on the piano bench, grabbed a yellow legal pad and a pen, and just looked at me with his big puppy dog eyes, and he went, okay, so go ahead. And it's like, just so aggravating. You know, I looked at him and I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll round out the dialogue for you. Uh, yes, I've been fine. Yes, it's good to see you too. No, I don't need a cup of coffee. And he looked at me and he went, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on, let's dispense with the, the social niceties, you know. He was so excited about the song. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. So, go ahead. I said, I don't know, Keith. I mean, I just got here, man. I could play me some of the music again. So he said, okay, okay. So he started playing the, the tune, you know. And I looked at him and I said, okay, I don't know. Uh, what about... Um, like a foolish dreamer trying to build a highway to the sky. And, he, and his, his arms shot up in the air. And he said, yes, praise God. And he pointed, he had like his finger right in my face. He pointed at me and said, see, see, I knew you were the guy. And he trapped me there. I mean, he wouldn't even let me go to the bathroom. He trapped me for like, like three hours. And, you know, we, I finished one verse. And he was like scribbling down on his yellow legal pad, you know. And he'd throw in, he threw in some of, some of the lyric ideas, but basically it seemed like it was kind of his musical ride and my lyrical ride, you know? And so I'd finish a verse and he'd go, okay, okay, so then the second verse would be, what? What would it be? I'd say, oh, Keith T, man. I don't know, it'd be, you know, and I ended up writing most of the lyric. And, um, and then we watched in amazement as the Lord took it all around the world. With a song that did just that. Looking back to 1985 from his eighth album, Love Beyond Reason, Randy Stonehill. Until today when you pulled away the clouds that hung like 
Stonehill, until your love broke through. And for those astute listeners, you may have noticed the extra verse that Randy wrote, which is not on the version by either Keith Green or Phil Kagey. This is just one of those songs that, well, it stood the test of time. Words are not enough to describe the special feeling you get from listening to it. It just never gets old. And the goosebumps come every time I hear it. Phil Kagey told me once that he never gets tired of playing, and he's probably played it over a thousand times. We'll return to more with our special guest, Randy Stonehill, when I come back. Hey, it's Randy Stonehill, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Classic Christian music, looking back to where it all began. Welcome back. This is Jerry Bryant. And when I was talking with Randy Stonehill about the late Keith Green, it got me thinking about one of Keith's songs called Song to My Parents. And so I asked Randy if he was inspired by that song to write his song, Letter to My Family. You know, I, no, I was inspired by Keith's uh, passion for Christ and his innate you know, musicality, I think much more than anything else. Uh, and I'm not even sure which of those songs came first, uh, but I certainly understand the sentiment. I know, I mean, I, Jesus is so real in my life, and more than anything, I wanted to share his reality with my family. And they're, and, and they're very sweet people, and they re- respect me, but they always look at me like the youngest son. Well, you know, bless his heart, he loved Disneyland, and then he got into drugs in the 60s, and he went from Disney to drugs to Jesus. Well, as long as he's happy... 
And I go, no, mom, dad, you know, it's the, this is the real deal. This is what the heart longs for because that's how God has built us. So I understood when Keith wrote that for his folks, uh, I was really, I was touched. Father, you are older than me, and in many ways you are wise. But all of my life, it's hurt to see the sadness in your eyes. And I know that your life has been hard, and you struggle to do your best. Now I want you to share the love I've found And give your poor heart a rest And he'll draw close to you If you'd only ask him to I could never forget your laughter and your worried tears And all of the loving things you did to help me through those painful years And I know when you've given your heart that life has often been unkind If you'd only ask him to 
From the album Between the Glory and the Flame, Randy Stonehill, Letter to My Family. Getting back to the heart of the matter on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. I now jump ahead seven years to 1988 when Compassion International's music liaison, Devlin Donaldson, got it in his head to put together a one-off all-star band of musical artists who help support and inform their listeners of the organization's child relief efforts. But how to do this with all the artists' crazy road and recording schedules, along with the fact that many of those he had in mind were on a different label? And then it occurred to him that many of them played the Summer Christian Music Festival circuit, and hence this brilliant idea started to come into fruition. He brought to the table Margaret Becker, Rick Kua, Mike Mead, Joe English, Phil Kage, and my special guest, Randy Stonehill. The artist played two gigs, one at the Atlanta Festival and the other at the Creation Festival in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The concerts were recorded for an album, and all the proceeds went to the Compassion International Organization. One of the songs from those shows was a song written by the 1930s blues guitarist, Robert Johnson, and later popularized by Eric Clapton's band Cream in the late 60s. Now here's Randy to share with us his memories of that special moment in time. <laughs> oh yes, I'll, I'll never forget Crossroads, as a matter of fact. And what's really funny is I was thinking about that performance and that recording this afternoon. And I'm not even quite sure why that is. Ladies and gentlemen, is there something more than meets the eye at work here? I think so. It's such a great song just as a blues rocker. Um, when the uh, Compassion All-Star Band did it uh, for Compassion International at, um, no, see, what was the festival? No, yeah, at the Create, thank you. I was there and I can't remember. A lot of jet lag. Okay, yeah, when we did it live at the Creation Festival, it was so, uh, first of all, we, wanted, we retooled the lyric so that it had more of a, uh, of a spiritual focus without being preachy. So it kept the basic vibe of the lyric, but, but it pointed to heaven instead of just being a sort of despairing, funky blues song. And, um, and, there, and we had one shot at the recording, which made it an extra faith experience for a neurotic musician such as moi. And uh, there we were in front of 20 or 30,000 folks. But it was so exciting to trust God in that moment and also to look around on either side of me and see uh, Phil Keggy as the lead guitarist, uh, Joe English as the drummer, uh, Rick Kua playing bass, you know, Margaret Becker doing uh, rhythm, electric rhythm with me and doing background vocals. 
It was so exhilarating um, that I, I could feel my feet, my heels lifting off the stage. And, um, and you know, it's a funny thing too is that, I mean, now, when the record now has been out for so long, um, my brother, who's not a believer, will, will put it on and he'll go, this is my, my, my crusty older brother, you know, he'll go, Rand, I'm telling you, man, you rock. You're my younger brother, but that rock, that really rocks. And I said, well, well thank you. We, we rock as unto the Lord. We rock with faith and joy. And um, so that's the story of that one. God bless us, everyone. I went down to the crossroads. And I fell down on my knees. And I went down to the cross. And I fell, and I fell, and I fell down on my knees. Yeah. Well, I said, Good Lord, I'm on a back for mercy. Help me if you please. Oh, you can run Tell I'm my friend 
in a lifetime performance. Randy Stonehill and the Compassion All-Star Band with Crossroads and some amazing guitar work from Phil Keegy, who just happened to have come up in our conversation with Randy regarding this closing segment on this episode of Full Circle. Randy and Phil both traveled together to Haiti and visited their sponsored children. And after that experience, Randy wrote and Phil sang with him on the song, Who Will Save the Children, in which all proceeds from that recording went to the relief organization as well. By the way, if you'd like to find out more about their work and how to sponsor a child yourself, just go to www.compassion.com. Now, just around the time of this interview... Randy and Phil had just released an album that they did together called Mystery Highway. So I asked Randy about one of those songs in which he sang the lead vocal called Picture Postcard Perfect Day. I actually was just enjoying an exercise in, in wordplay um, and I, I wanted to write a, a quirky sort of cultural commentary from a, you know, from a spiritual 
perspective, but do it sort of uh, a la Bob Dylan meets, um, I don't know, <laughs> Bob Dylan meets me, I don't know. And um, yeah, and it was, a, again, it, when you hear the song, you can, you can, you know, you can see the humor and the, and the sarcasm, you know, um, or the irony, I guess you might say, you know, apart from your disaster, it's one more picture postcard perfect day. In other words, we're all, you know, we're all free falling through space and we're just in, in complete denial about it. But, um, and that, and that was such a joy to work with Phil Keggy on that song and that whole project because Mr. Keggy is an embarrassment of riches, as they say, and, um, he actually um, picked up on the kind of Elvis Presley approach to the, the musical track. And um, I think it always reminds me a little bit of, I think it's a Mystery Train or something, an old Elvis Presley song with Scotty Moore, uh, Presley's guitarist, doing this, this great little riffing. And um, he got the vibe and did a sterling job. And, and the funny thing was, sometimes some of the best tracks are the most spontaneous where you're really in the moment and uh, and you're not overthinking it. I mean, I actually did the guide vocal live with the band as we tracked the song just to guide them along, really. And by the time we were done, you know, Phil uh, looked at me with a smile on his face and listened to the track and he said, Buddy, that's that's the vocal. Lunch, we're done, you know. And so I, lo- I love that. I love the, the buoyancy and the, and the spontaneity of, of that vocal. Just whop those guns, Johnny. I love that. There are laws of life in motion, put into play by the hand of God. Must be some gambling fool if you think it's cool to try to beat those odds. Don't you feel like Helen Keller, such a stranger in this place? Or a lonely Russian cosmonaut that's floating out in space? Don't call your doctor, those little pills won't make it go away. Apart from your disaster, it's one more picture postcard perfect day. We stumble through this jungle, tangled in illusion and desire. Believe we built a fortress and we wake up in a house of cards on fire. They try their best to douse the flames, but they just can't quench the bees. Don't call on Elvis, he's traveling incognito, so they say. Apart from your disaster, it's one more picture postcard perfect day. Truth be told, what's been bought and sold in this blind pursuit of happiness? Zombies and the clowns, they all gather round and drink a dram of hemlock to your tragic success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Here's some cautionary cliff notes Never buy a parrot on a whim You can't trust his discretion Odds are you won't live as long as him The moral of this story Is very plain to tell Everyone's a breath away from heaven or from hell When life comes at you like a raging bull You must do more than shout holy Apart from your disaster It's one more picture postcard for baby Apart from your disaster It's one more picture postcard for baby Hi, this is Randy Stonehill, and you're listening to the very best of classic Christian music with Jerry Bryant. My special guest, Randy Stonehill, and his lifelong friend, Phil Kage, with the song Picture Postcard Perfect Day from the album Mystery Highway. And helping out on drums on that track, John Safara, who was in the band Glass Harp with Phil back in the 70s when Randy and him first met. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode with my good friend, Randy Stonehill. If you have an artist in mind we haven't interviewed on Full Circle and you'd like to hear their story, let me know by sending me a letter at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. When you write, also ask how you can be a sponsor of the next Full Circle episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circles recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.